Studio Files. Whoa, AP Studio Files with Miller Pike. Welcome to AP Studio Files. My name is Miller Pike, and I'm a creator and producer located in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And you're joining myself and our esteemed technical producer, Artie Kapishki, in the studio today for our second mini episode where we discuss the last episode's talking points in a little further detail and give you updates regarding upcoming events and keep our community a little bit more informed. Welcome back, Art. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me of again. Of course. Yeah, I'm super I'm super stoked to to get to talk to I, I so I was this morning I um re-listened to our first mini episode and I also listened mm. to our episode with Woody Fu. Yes. Um, which we'll be discussing in a little bit more detail today. Um and we recorded that we recorded the mini episode and released it almost a month and a half ago. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Time just keeps going <laughs> forward. <laughs> ah. <laughs> So um, before we kind of get into a little bit of like looking back on um, our last episode, uh, what has been up for you? What are what are some some things um, that have been going on in your life? Oh, goodness. Um, well, I, I'm in grad school. Uh, I think I, told, I was talking about it last time, but, you know, still happening. Um, I actually have a play reading coming up. That I'm excited about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have a play reading of You Don't Deserve to Die, which is about the end of the world and stuff uh, at Here Art Center. Awesome. Uh, directed by Jessica Harika. Uh, it's going to be great. And that's November 20th. Um, oh, nice. Oh, cool. Uh, and I just wanted to give a shout out and a thank you to Futurist. I am a fellow with their coding resistance program, uh, and they made internet nostalgia possible and my continued development of internet nostalgia possible. I'm right now studying trans histories and the digital binary uh, as it relates to our perception of the gender binary. And uh, they're also smart and I feel so grateful to be in their presence. Uh, and I just want to give a quick shout out. Futurists. And then what else do I do? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Whatever. I know you're up to a million things. <laughs> <laughs> Since last time we talked, we have had now two apartment parties, um, one in September and then one this uh, one in October. Mm. Um and you've been at both, uh, performing and showing Internet Nostalgia, yes. your piece with a couple of collaborators um, who were incredible f to finally get to like meet in person. I feel like I've seen them on your Instagram for like a year. Oh, yeah. Finally getting to like meet them in person was amazing. Um, yeah, those are my thesis partners. And actually, the first year uh, that I knew them, we only knew each other through Zoom. Oh, Jesus. Which is fun to guess everyone's heights. Oh, yeah. No, I still haven't met my therapist. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, you don't know how weird. tall? No idea. That's no clue. That's a major barrier. <laughs> I don't think I could open up to someone fully if I didn't know how tall they were. <laughs> Oh my god, that's, cool. <laughs> that's hysterical. Yeah, because um, a couple, of, they're both tall. Wait, your thesis partners are both tall. Were, yeah. you, were you surprised? They they were more, they were just very rude about how short I was. <laughs> and it's fine. We've gotten past it, but <laughs> it's just, covered. I, I've recovered, uh, but that's something I need to get out of the way right away now. That's hysterical. Also, I'm short now. <laughs> also, just so you know, I know I have a big personality. <laughs> yes, you do. You have 
A 5'11 personality. <laughs> wow. That's the best I've gotten. One time someone said I carry myself like I'm 5'4. Oh, and I was wow. like, you could give me a couple more. Yeah, inches. Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> I don't talk to them anymore. For good reason. Exactly. Um, so, okay. So we had two apartment parties. Um, I felt good about them. Yeah. So you performed at the first one or, yes. or had your work presented, which was amazing. It was super cool. Um, yeah, it was great. It was the first time for those who have not been to an apartment party. It was the first time that we were um, able to use the front studio space as part of um, the experience. And oh yours was the first experience experienced in that room. It's so cool. I love the front room. Yeah, it's got a good vibe. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, we had a couple of other musical acts and I just thought the, like the whole night I didn't cry. Good. Which was really my whole goal, but I also didn't talk. I feel like I did a bad job, like connecting with people that night. Um, No, no, no. (laughs) I feel like uh, Miller, you're like always on. I admire it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. I felt, I definitely like this, this, um, uh, the October event. I definitely felt like more in my body mm. and more enjoying myself. And also there were a couple of like really big OGs who came through, um, yeah. who I hadn't seen since like 2019 shout out to El Mundy, who is actually <gasps> going to be performing, um, at the November apartment party, which yes. is November 21st. You can, um, uh, DM AP Studio BK for more information and details. Uh, please note all attendees must show ID and be vaccinated. Um, right. But yeah, so there were a couple of people who came through, um, uh, and just the whole the whole crew in general was uh, really close and really attentive this last month, which I found to be like really great. And there were a couple of performers who'd never performed before, including one of your roommates. Shout out Bulk Ben. Bulk Ben. Oh my gosh. Booth was incredible. Yes. And I also performed in the front room. So that was really cool. Um, yeah. So anyone uh, looking to kind of become a little bit uh, more involved in this community, uh, reach out. Um, we'll be having a couple more events this year and then moving forward. Uh, I kind of spoke a little bit to our audience, but one of the goals for 2022 is to find a permanent space for the event. So um, if you have any ideas, if you own a really cool coffee shop with a back room and you want us to to inhabit it at night when you aren't slinging coffee, let us know. Reach out. We're very flexible and we're excited to like work with the community in our area. Hell Yeah. Um, okay, getting into a little bit uh like Woody's episode. Uh-huh. Um, it was so lovely to talk to him, number yeah. one. Oh my gosh, he's so natural. He really makes like podcasting seem easy. He does. No, yeah. he he made my job really easy. And there were a couple yeah. times where I was like, Are you trying to interview me? Sir. <laughs> Sir. Hold on a second. <laughs> like, Hold up. Hold up. Um, no, but it in like a lovely way. Like he mm-hmm. was he was very much um present and um yeah, our conversation really flowed. It was when I think one of the longer episodes we just were like really clicking um but a couple of things that he brought up and then our incredible research assistant h H conley shout out um uh did some research about was uh, i think one of the first ones that we were kind of talking about wanting to discuss were a couple of the really big closures that happened during um during uh covid Mm -hmm. ucb i guess being the most notable upright citizens brigade right 
Um, yeah, that was, uh, I, I was in the middle of one of my free classes there. Oh, no. <laughs> when we found out. I mean, I, um, I, I did an internship with them. I think right. we uh, brought it up briefly in which I helped edit some of Woody's content. Yes. And it was super awesome. Small like, world. That was the best part of the internship, honestly. Uh, but then I got like free classes out of it, which is why I did the internship. Why I give them my free labor. was yeah. It was worth like $1,000 <laughs> yeah. in classes. Um, so I heard that they were closing and I quick jumped on and I did like one last class online because it was a little of a pandemic. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it almost kind of felt like time not to throw shade. You know, mm. it was a giant in the industry. Um, but it, I feel like it kind of became popular as like all the cool like underground art kids were teaching improv comedy with this new model. And like, right, they're not alternative comedy anymore. Um, no, and- it's like kind of the mainstream. When it, when, well, when it was first created and when it was first, you know, like, what did we say? It was in a strip club, yeah. like an old strip club. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, I mean, I think everything goes through its process. And I think I do think you're right. I think that there was, there, there wasn't, um, there wasn't anything like new coming out of it. No. And like, I think like we mentioned, like they had um, some trouble, like, paying people equitably um among other things trouble meaning like they wouldn't they wouldn't pay (laughs) people equitably no and i think part of that comes from like um you know the people who were in charge of it were were artists they're they weren't businessmen um right so uh uh, not that artists can't you know pay people no but there is a leap that has to happen i mean it's something that 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 i know we've talked about with like with this podcast there Mm -hmm. is at some point a leap where you have to be able to pay your team and um, pay yourself yeah huge um not everyone has all the skills and I feel like we always forget that and like because everyone's kind of expected to be a jack of all trades mm-hmm. nowadays oh for sure but like not everyone can have all the skills like you you can be an incredible improviser uh and not know how to run a huge multi-tier business and that's okay and that's okay <laughs> I mean I think I I know um you know my most of my background in like especially when when I was still living in Dallas, almost all of my friends who were creative were musicians. Yeah. And I think music is such an industry where you do have to be this jack of all trades. You have to be a, a, a marketing manager. You have to, um, you know, have your finances. You have to be a fundraiser, like all these sort of things in mm-hmm. order to just be seen right. in the industry. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's, I think it's totally reasonable that that not everyone's up to the task. Yeah. So in terms of kind of your opinion on like it being over for them, what, what is, what is next? Like who, who do you see? Cause I know, okay, you can tell the people a little bit more, but (laughs) I know you're not necessarily like before the pandemic, not going out to open mics as much, but like, what, what do you see? Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm in charge now of who's Yes. Yes. <laughs> um no, I mean like there's a little bit where like uh Brooklyn Comedy Collective mm-hmm. was kind of up and coming. Um and I still like them. Uh they're they're pretty cool. Check them out. Um but I, I think like that there's always gonna be that cycle of like there's the underground people and then they gain popularity and then it becomes kind of mainstream. Mainstreamed. Um and uh and the way you had like college humor 
like right. t- like 10 years ago yeah. I guess more like 15 years ago now like <laughs> early YouTube stuff who's now like you know they're yeah. like producers and writers and stuff now right and now they're like a big deal and it's mm-hmm. more um accepted by the general public and, and they have to change certain things to adhere to that um so uh, I, I like BCC in terms of like taking classes um that's kind of what was unique about UCB is that like you could everyone wanted to take a class there right um uh in terms of venues I honestly have no idea I'm not uh enough in the comedy scene as Mm -hmm. Miller said I I used to go to open mics pre-pandemic um and and now I don't because I gained self-respect um <laughs> it is I mean Woody and I were talking about this it is a, a continual I think why I never got into it mm-hmm. because you have to do it all the time oh my god and, and it's exhausting it, it made me so sad because like uh, I would like going to like the fun ones that like my friends ran or mm-hmm. like the gay one and it's like that was super fun um but in order to like really practice enough you have to I mean the people I would talk to at least would be like you have to go to three a day um and I was like what and so I tried and I had to go to like you know one at 2 p.m in like upper Manhattan oh Jesus um and yeah I just like I I wanted to die uh that was the worst day of my life (laughs) I went to three different open mics and I was like this isn't I'm losing money doing this (laughs) and I think becoming a worse person um maybe so Maybe not. I maybe won't do that. But I mean, there's still I think that I don't know. I also think that that's maybe an outdated model in terms of pursuing comedy. Like we live in an age where TikTok exists, right. where digital content is um, very available to create. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can reach a much larger audience. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there is there's something to be said for, you know, it is hard to gauge what is working without a live audience. Totally. But I do think that you can really, you can, you can reach more people and people will tell you, believe you me, the oh, comment section yeah. will tell you what the fuck they think about it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, stand up is like a kind of its own thing. Um, it's different than doing characters on TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. It's different than like writing a comedic play or doing a sketch or um, improv even. But um uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that that has to be how it goes. I don't think I you have to be miserable. No, I think, <laughs> I think you're right. And I think that, you know, I talked about this a little bit in Woody's episode. I think that was a huge moment for me in deciding like I wasn't going to pursue acting anymore Yeah, and sort of having to put aside that like industry old thing that like, don't give up. The show must go on like Ugh, blah, 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 blah. I'm just up. kind of saying, fuck that. <laughs> like this does not. This is not spark joy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throw it out. Uh, UCB shut down. So yes. did the pit. Yes. Um, which was uh, people's improv theater. People's improv theater. It was actually like a really cool, really nice space. Um, if you wanted to do a play reading um, or just like, you know, find cheap space, even free space, mm-hmm. um, very easily accessible. Um, that was great. And that was like a huge loss. Me and uh, my comedy partner, Kathy, did a lot of shows there. Right. Um, and they closed down as well. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a pretty big like gap that I, I mean, the the good thing is, is, is there is a desire for that kind of space. Yes. There is definitely the real estate available. I mean, there's so much (laughs) open real estate right now, whether it's affordable or not, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, I do think that that is a gap that will be closed by somebody else. Um, uh, but uh, the founders of, I think both the pit and UCB came from Chicago. Right. Um, which is, I also think 
really interesting that like all of New York comedy kind of stems from Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But actually, uh, so Second City is kind of the giant, the current Mm -hmm. giant in Mm -hmm. Chicago. And has been for a long time. Yeah. Um, SNL pulls from there, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But actually, my little claim to fame is that my middle school crush was the grandson of Paul Sills, who founded Second City. Oh, my gosh. Um, And I... Just baby art, just terrorizing. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I I made this poor man's life so uncomfortable for so long, and my apologies to you, Make. Um, uh, as as reparations, I'm gonna tell everybody who listens to this podcast to go uh, listen to Make in the Makeouts. Uh, I think that's that's his band. He's great. Um, he's all a great on, guy on Spotify and all those sort of things. Yeah, and I'm sorry for terrorizing your life uh, in middle school. <laughs> consider this my formal apology wow <laughs> For- it's, it's in media this apology is in media now um so then I guess we were sort of talking about like just a little bit and not uh, you know I don't want to get too deep into it because I know this is a mini episode but um we mm-hmm. were sort of talking about uh you know comedy's responsibility mm-hmm. and um uh Future of comedy in Future New York. Future of comedy of, in New York. Yeah. Um, with a couple of these giants closing. And with, um, I don't want to say like, where does non-mainstream comedy lie in New York going mm. forward? Mm. And um, and, I, and I don't think we're going to answer that question. I, I'm more just kind of asking and asking our audience, like where... Where does comedy uh, is it? Is it online? Is it mm. um, is it in video? Is it right. in small rooms? Is it you know? Yeah, um, that's interesting. I mean, like New York, for better or for worse, is kind of just back. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. people are doing events. People are going. Uh, we're getting our boost- booster shots. We're Woo. wearing little masks. Um, yeah. And so, like, there's no reason for comedy to not be in person. Um, I think that, you know, uh, we talked about this, like, in the first episode that we talked about, where, like, everyone has kind of gained these skills. Um, Actors have green screens. They know how to edit their their reels. And um, and, uh, also comedians now have, like, learned how to edit TikToks and um, become more multimedia. And I think that that's, like, that's a genre of comedy that's growing. Um, But... You know, there are a lot of things that we've lost along the way. Like we've lost the pit. We've lost um, some open mic spots. A lot of people have given up space. Um, right. And so it's, I don't know. I mean, I think people are like trying to figure it out now. Uh, my my comedy partner, Kathy, again, I'll just do a little shout out. Um, <laughs> I think does really interesting things. And she just wrote like a comedic horror play that's having yes. a reading at Pete's Candy Store. And so that, that's something interesting. I, I love when people like play with forms um, because comedy, I don't know. Uh, I Someone asked me like who my favorite stand-up comedians were. And after John Mulaney divorced his wife, I was like, I don't know anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've lost a lot of faith in a lot of people. Oh. And I, I don't like listening to them talk for that long. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say James A. Castor for me. James A. Caster. Yeah. Shout out James A. Caster. See, I, I like 
I feel like anytime I I think of one, it's because they do something like a little different, like Julio Torres. Oh yeah, with the little um, yeah. the, the like little sculptural sculptural <laughs> things. I don't know what he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, it is something. Um, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Um, I think anything that is like a little bit different right now. Yeah. Um, I'm very very over this same. Yeah. Like, 50 minute special. Yeah. <laughs> I hate my wife. I hate my wife. Although I love a good hate my wife joke. I won't lie. Yep. Um, it's something that's like an interesting talking point, I guess, recently with, you know, comedians getting canceled or whatever. Um, is everyone is talking about like, well, it's the it's the role of comedy to make you uncomfortable. Um, it's the role of comedy to like push the boundaries. And I'm going to say a controversial opinion here. I don't think it is. I think you can get up there and make a poop fart joke and that is fine. Um, Agreed. Lots of people love that. Obviously, like everything is political. Comedy yeah. is political inherently. Um, but it's not your job to say harmful things. Like that's no one's job. I don't think anyone has to be paid to just like say shitty things. Or traumatize other people. Or traumatize other people. Um, maybe I'm a snowflake but snowflakes are super cute <laughs> as are you <laughs> exactly um but yeah i, I don't know like that I, I was always so <laughs> i think jerry seinfeld said that once too when he mm. like performed at a college and he was like oh people don't like to get offended anymore and it's like when did people like to get offended people just used to not really i don't know i well i was talking about this a little bit maybe i can't remember if it made it into the episode or not but just um looking oh it did yeah because because woody, woody and i were kind of talking about looking back at some of our content oh, like yeah. even i mean i'm not a comedian and i made content that i that people saw oh, in sure. real life yeah. five years ago and mm-hmm. i go oh and you have that moment of cringe oh yeah um and uh and and sort of talking about like comedy not aging well and you have a lot of these comedians who really came up in that sort of like ooh shock them mm-hmm. shock mm-hmm. value comedy era which was like the 90s early 2000s right and it's just not playing anymore bruh bruh <laughs> Yeah, no, and, and I think what's what's interesting is like they they always like to categorize it as like this is alt comedy, um, but it's never the alt comedians uh, <laughs> saying those. It's like pretty popular, successful, rich comedians, yeah, saying this quote unquote alt comedy. But like meanwhile, the alt comedians are just like trans women in a basement making poop fart jokes that everyone loves. Yeah, because you know why? Because everyone poops. Because everyone poops and My everyone's like, that's book growing up. <laughs> gross and stinky and very funny. Um, and okay, really, this was this was paid for by poop fart jokes. <laughs> I'm really trying Sponsored to by poop, poop fart jokes. Sponsored by poopery. Um, uh, that's my two cents. No, I agree. I agree. Well, uh, thank you so much for being here today with yeah. your poop fart jokes. Of and um, helping me give a little perspective on episode one. Um, next week, our episode two, season two is coming out, um, featuring mm-hmm. a lovely day. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear Woo. us talk with her a little bit. So, um, we're going to go ahead and let you guys go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks, Miller. 
So thank you all for tuning in today. I just wanted to let you know that if you would like to attend our monthly apartment party, the next one is November 21st. As I said earlier, um, you can DM AP Studio BK on Instagram to find out more details. Please know that all attendees must show ID and proof of vaccination. And tell the people where to follow you as well. Yeah, uh, change in Instagram handle. I am now art garf underscore uncle so it's a-r-t-g-a-r-f underscore uncle like your uncle your uncle awesome all right thanks art for being here i love you so much (laughs) i love you too this is fun ap studio five